Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. It's Sal Capaccio. 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 On WGR. Well, I underestimated the guy. So, Sneaky Joe and I had a bet on whether Daniel Jones would start week one for the Giants. <laughs> that yeah. bet goes back to last spring or summer. And I thought, I mean, who knows if he's even awake at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I just texted. I've been texting with Joe. (laughs) You have? About this? No, about the pronunciation of Isbel's last name. Oh, no, really? No, you you did a great job. But it's tricky, and I don't even always put the effort in that I should. It's pronunciation's a little funky, and and Joe was like, is it Isbel, not Isbel? I'm like, yeah. Okay, that wasn't, he didn't tell you then, sorry, Sal, he didn't tell you that, like I talked about yesterday, that I was going to say it, and I thought maybe you would tell me I was wrong? That's not what Joe was texting you about? No, I, he just wanted to, he okay, just, okay. He, came, he came to me to make sure he's getting it right. Okay. Like um, you. Good. So, I just texted Joe my Venmo handle, that's it. <laughs> yeah. And I wanted to come into this segment to ask you guys, like, do you think he'll get that like what will that mean to him will he think that i sent him sent him that an error instead he immediately asked how much is it and i got the money already that's joe for you all just like you bulldog sal are you somebody like if you have a debt you have you owe somebody for something like a friend you pay it like as speed of light yes try to as much as i can yes unfortunately sometimes it's like well what do you have venmo or paypal or what do we do here you know sometimes you get caught up in that so it might take you longer than you want but absolutely um, I try to do that. So Joe said that he would not be the starter week one. You said he would be then, I guess. Yeah, I don't remember when exactly we bet this, but last off season, I said, you know, Jones, even though he didn't get the fifth year option, Sal, right? So like, it, right. it wasn't like that I really thought he definitely would or anything, but Joe bet Tyrod Taylor, who was there, and I'm like, all right, we'll take, I'll take Daniel Jones at even money to get the job mm-hmm. over, over Taylor. So that worked out. I wasn't his. I'm still not his biggest fan, though. Like, do you like that for them? I don't love it. 
Um, I think that Dable did a really good job with him, and I can see why they believe he can take more steps and they're building this team. I'm just really, I don't know if confused is the word, surprised. I mean, Joe Shane operated with Brandon Bean for how long here in Buffalo, and they just spent $40 million per year on a quarterback that they weren't even convinced could be a fifth-year option guy, and they spent $10 million on a running back going into his fifth year. Mm. It just seems weird to me, and I don't know if that's Joe Shane, if that's ownership. I'll be honest, I said a while ago, I did not think they would do all this because I was going by what Joe Shane probably learned under Brandon Bean. Yeah, does does it kind of make you want to revisit what you think he might have learned from Brandon Bean or what Brandon Bean might have been teaching? (laughs) Owners. Owner is my theory. Owners might be be the the, the big thing there, right? Like, we want this guy on our team. Make it happen. The Jets owner wants Aaron Rodgers. That's the word on the Jets. That's right. So they're on a plane line of California, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think it's I think it's more ownership driven, but you know we'll see. Maybe it ter- turns out really well for them. I mean, but it just I never felt they were gonna do those moves based on who was running their team and how where they came from. They were successful in their team build in Buffalo together when you know Joe Shane here under Brandon Bean and Brian Dable's the offensive coordinator and seeing Josh Allen grow and how they operated there and didn't need these high priced running backs. So I'm kind of surprised about that. Anyway, welcome back, Bulldog. I did I wanted to <laughs> Thanks, Sal. hope you enjoyed your time. And, um, Mike, I did listen to you yesterday talk about the pronunciation of Jason Isbell, and I I learned. I had no idea until you started talking. I thought you were saying it wrong. Who knew anybody, Zach, ever listens to this show? Who knew? <laughs> Apparently multiple people listen to this show. Yes. Yeah, I know. I just have never wanted to correct Bulldog. It's his guy. <laughs> but um, anyway. No, I, I'm horribly lazy about it, and it feels harder to say than it should be, and so I don't, I don't often make the effort, and it's – it's, I'm not proud of that. So I love that you wanted to say it the right way. Okay. You're reminding me that I don't say the name of one of my favorite artists' name the right way. I, I, I should be better than that. Let's move ahead, please. Yes, so, please. So, Sal, like Daniel Jones yeah. at the Giants, Barkley tagged by the Giants. You, you mentioned that, too. That could have yeah. been That could have been relevant to the Bills. Like, we think they're going to do something at running back. They have to do something. Um, and, you know, even if that is bringing back Devin Singletary, but, you know, Barkley's one of these blue chip guys. You just have to wonder, like we've got Derrick Henry trade rumors now. So you have to wonder. And even last year, this was some, there was some speculation about the Bills and Saquon, but um, that's out. Yeah, it does impact the Bills from a standpoint of what it does to the running back market. And if they were interested in bringing Devin Singletary back, what that might you know do with his particular market value. The consensus top two pending free agent running backs have now been tagged. That's Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs. So they're off the market now, and they're making ten close to $10.1 million yep. per year. Uh, David Montgomery's still out there. Miles Sanders. Sanders. Now it's Le- Leonard Fournette. You know, if you put Devin Singletary in that category around there, which I think is, you know, is fair to do, you know, the, the, now he joins kind of the really group of guys who are probably going to get the most interest, which probably drives his price up a little bit more. And if the Bills had designs on maybe bringing him back, it probably gets a little bit harder then. And, you know, maybe they never thought of doing that anyway, but I think that's how it impacts the Bills here. Tony Pollard, by the way, also got franchised. I recognize he's Thank not you, on Bulldog. the level of Barkley that's or, right. or, uh, or um, 
I'm Maybe he should be, though. Jacobs? The Cowboys Jacobs, haven't rec- yeah. didn't recognize that enough. They probably should have been. Yeah, I, I bet Zeke gets cut. What I happens agree. What I happens agree. to him? Like, if is, they don't uh, cut Zeke, they've got $27 million of running back on their team. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, is that the stupidest team that's ever lived? Yes, actually. I think it is. But, well, there, there's, there's some good candidates. All right. Jerry Jones loves, loves Zeke. He might just have to take a pay cut, but you're right about that. And, yes, thank you. So three running backs off the market, so that changes the landscape of that. Do we know at this time for sure that the Bills did not use a tag? We do. Okay, that's official. I do. Four o'clock. Okay, good, good. Uh, how about, I, no, I do. <laughs> the, Bills have, the Bills did not use the franchise or transition tag. All right. And yeah. that's not surprising. No, no, that was every indication that that was going to be the case. Um, Brandon Bean basically kind of said that from the beginning, going back to even his last press conference, uh, you know, after the season, his first press conference after the season, kind of indicated how tough it would be and challenging to kind of fit Tremaine Edmonds in at that number, considering all the linebackers that are also three, four linebackers that are counted in there. Um, so it's not surprising, and then even in the combine, he kind of led down that path of they most likely weren't going to do that. So does that mean that Edmonds, and I recognize what happened with Matt Milano two years ago, yep. came right up to the right up to the end. But so no tag for Edmonds, that almost certainly means he at least goes to market. Yeah, I don't know. Does it? That's a good question, Bulldog, because I do think back of how it played out with Milano. Yeah. And it was actually, it's kind of funny to think about. I was on with you guys, right? And all of a sudden, I'm like, I got to go, right? right? And I was remembering back that, that, that day, and that's when I was getting information that Matt Milano was going to resign. It hit me very quickly and stunningly because he was two days away from the negotiation period. Went back and looked at the dates. It was he signed before he could even negotiate with another team. The Bills made sure they got that done before that even happened. Um, so that could happen here. I think the ideal scenario for the Bills would be, if they do want Tremaine Edmonds back, and I would think they would, that they could sign him before he even has a chance to speak with other teams. So that happens on March 13th. So you're looking at March 11th, March 12th, something like that before that. Once you get to March 13th, I'd say, yeah, then all bets are off. He's probably going to the market. Or if you want to be official about it, he could maybe his agent talks to teams and he don't. There's not the interest they thought there would be, so he comes back to the Bills before the free agency period actually opens because the Bills say, look, if you're going to do this, we have to move on as well. For what it's worth, yesterday's guest, Brad Spielberger of PFF, who was in Indianapolis, told me that he thinks Edmonds is probably gone from all the conversations he had at the Combine because he's likely to get... 18 to 19 million dollars mm-hmm. per year. There was enough Brad sensed enough interest in him or was told directly uh, around the league that um that I don't know if that necessarily prices the Bills out Sal. Like do you think they would go there for him it'd be 5 or 6 years maybe, right? Yeah, I don't think they would. I think that seems a little too rich for what they'd be willing to pay for that position at that spot as much as they you know, here's this this is this is it. This would be the really the first you know, high draft pick that they've developed and had success with that would leave. And I think there's a sense of pride in, you know, doing what the Bills want to do and what their mantra is, which is draft, develop, retain. That's got to run out at some point, right? So it looks like this could be when it runs out. So, yeah, I I think that as much as it would be, hey, we want to keep this guy. This is exactly what we're about. And even Brandon Bean said that at his press conference again, draft, develop, retain. 
You have to remove your emotion from it. You have to put a value on it. You have to say, what is he value? What is his value to us? Where are we willing to go to? And if he's getting 18 million and upwards of that, then I think about, you know, shark tank. And for those reasons, I'm out, right? Maybe they say something like that. Now, if you go to the non-exclusive route, which we know that's not happening now, even then, someone said, well, why can't they do the non-exclusive? Because the exclusive franchise tag would be $20 million. Non-exclusive, actually a little less. It's 17 and a half. And even if the Bills are willing to go there, all right, let's just play this out. If the Bills thought, you know what, we can, we can absorb 17 and a half. That's our value for him. The tricky part is you tag him once March 15th comes around, that counts on your cap, and you do not have that money to use anywhere else. Even if you come up with a long-term deal later to reduce the cap number, which is what you'd want to do, you got to count the $17.5 million at that point or whatever you tag them at. 20, 17 and a half, exclusive, non-exclusive, and the Bills just can't operate like that. Sal Capaccio on the West Her hotline. Want to get to Lamar Jackson here, Sal, but... In terms of the Bills, your State of the Bills series continuing at the website, we're we're working our way through the offense. Tight ends, too. That's what I wrote about, Mike. I told you yesterday, Bulldogs here for the the love fest for the tight ends today, right? You and I Mm. discussed this a little bit yesterday, how I told you I'd have tight ends ready, and tight ends are ready today. I wrote about them, and it's just a super interesting position, and the more I think about it, the more I go down this road. a, I think it's much more of a possibility that tight end could be the Bills' first-round pick. And B, the more I like it, to be quite honest with you. How about that, Bulldog? What do you think? What Is, what, 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 what happened? When, the the offseason after they reach a pretty lucrative extension with Dawson Knox will get, get, get to me with the motivation for them to do this sale. Well, I think that let's start with why they would do it. And it coincides with you know me liking it, but I'll get to that in a minute. But the reason why they would do it is if you look at what they've tried to do over the last few years, they had Dawson Knox, who wasn't who he is now, didn't have you know the 2021 campaign with nine touchdowns, but he was a player they liked, and they knew that. They still signed Tyler Croft. They wanted to have this two tight end set, this look. They wanted to kind of you know really diversify the offense. Didn't quite work out the way they wanted. He had some injuries. He moved on. What did they do the next year? Sign Jacob Hollister. No, not a big name, but a guy that, okay, well, here's what we're going to do. Diversify the offense, have two tight ends. Didn't work out. He gets cut. What do they do the next year? Let's go get O.J. Howard. Let's diversify the offense. Let's have another tight end. Let's try to come up with these mismatches. Pass catchers, as I always like to say a lot last year. Guess what? That didn't work out. Here they are left with Quentin Morris, an undrafted free agent who's got to play those snaps that you want to have if you want to put yourself in that position, or Reggie Gilliam, or maybe it's Tommy Sweeney. Not ideal for what they want to do. Then you look and say, well, okay, so they didn't go that route. They didn't play as much two tight end personnel. But I say they actually did. They used Bobby Hart as their second tight end almost 100 snaps last year. He played 125 snaps, and I think Joe broke it down where it was listed as at that position, not you know moving in for someone who was hurt. It was close to 100 snaps. So I'm going to tell you they actually did. The difference is he was a blocker. Then you get to the end of the year. Brandon Bean, Sean McDermott, got to block better. We want to protect Josh better. Yeah, the offensive line did some nice things, but, you know, we want to be better. That's very important to us. Well, you can do that with a really good tight end and get to your, he's also a pass catcher who really can change what defenses have to do to us because of he's a tight end. Right. When we were excited about O.J. Howard, this was why. 
Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. an- another, you know, it, Rob Gronkowski, same thing, right? Going to get a second guy. Another on the name, field. by the way. He, they, 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 they talked with him. We know right. that. That's right, right, Bulldog. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm great. You're answering the question. You're, you're, you know, I, not that I doubted you would nail this, yep. but that's right. I mean, and, and I liked that idea too. It's funny, like you, you say their first pick could be a tight end, and, I, and I'm, I'm ready to, like, you know, I pull the car over. Like, what? What are we talking about here? That's not speed. What am I doing? But I did like the, the Howard or Gronk idea for what you're describing because, yeah, obviously Bobby Hart being that quote-unquote second tight end, there is no pass-catching threat there. There's no no diversity there in, in what you know your opponent expects you to do. You're, you're obviously in a run mindset. So, um, yeah, interesting one. And, and I would also add, so let's go to now. So here's why and plus why. I understand and like it. But the other reason I like it is, it is a really good tight end draft class, especially at the top. I mean, you could be staring at Darnell Washington out of Georgia with your first-round pick, and I think he's every bit, he, he looks and has the part and plays every part of a first-round NFL draft pick. He is that guy. He can be everything you wanted in this position that we just talked about. He's a very good blocker. He's big. He's fast for his position. He can create mismatches all over the field. I also want to throw this out there. In 2019, I I know through sourcing, the Bills would have drafted TJ Hawkinson had the Lions not taken him ahead of at Oliver. I mean, th- this has been an idea for them for a while. It just never really pieced together. So I'm thinking this year, the way Brandon Bean has talked, he has said, he's mentioned this position several times. I think we just might be looking at a situation where, hey, this kind of matches up now where we can do this the right way. And we're not going to do it for you, free agency. And a guy that's, eh, will he get it? Will he not? What kind of? No, rookie contract, rookie deal. We got this guy. He's what we want. Devil. And, and this kid from Georgia you mentioned is the six foot seven inch freak show, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. D- Devil's advocate, and, and we're out of time almost. I'm sorry, but yeah, no. it would be not that predicting any one pick or, or position is, you know, good odds, but. Is it not a team that the, the – are the Bills not a team like they've been where, especially if they lose, say, Edmonds or Poyer or whoever else, like aren't they going to want to fill a hole for a starter on with a first-round pick on a team with goals like they have? Like that's the – because any tight end, almost any tight end, is a little bit of a project. It's a, it's it's you got to be patient, and it's years. It's a play for the long term, which is fine. Like Sal's talking about – are we staring at this player? Sal knows, Bulldog. I'm staring at this player, like literally. I'm staring I'm staring at <laughs> the like highlight him. video. Yes, I mean, he's very exciting. But what does he do for the Bills in 2023 versus a starting linebacker, a starting, you know, guard? Even? Well, he, he doesn't have to be your main tight end threat. You still have Dawson Knox to do that. Um, you can kind of put him into that, that number two but starter role, important role. But you make a great point, Mike. But I would say... You know, if you're if you're looking to fill holes on a Super Bowl roster through the draft, I think that's risky anyway. I mean, middle linebacker, maybe that's why yep. Terrell, Ter- Terrell Edmonds was a year early, right? If you're no matter where you're picking at 27, or are we calling it 28? I don't even know. I'm confused about go. this now. Yep. Right? I mean, whichever one you're you're picking there, if you're trying to fill a safety, a linebacker, a tight end, I just I, I think you're you're coming up with the same risk no matter what. So maybe you just go through free agency and say we can find a second you know tier guy be a starter we're still going to have the machine going here but this is the position we've tried that with and it just hasn't worked out so let's do it the right way and get our next Dawson Knox maybe even with a higher ceiling look for some 
do you get the sense that Washington, with his performance at the Combine, like jumped past Michael Mayer yeah. from Notre Dame? Because most of what I've been seeing was that Mayer was like the guy at tight end. I don't think he jumped past Mayer. I do think he improved his stock enough where he might not be there for the Bills, though. Chris Trapasso listed five prospects he thought work, worked out their way. Like the workouts they put on this weekend moved them into the first round. He did not list Washington for what that's worth. Sal, we're almost out of time, as I've said, but Lamar Jackson, like, are the Ravens insane? Do you think Jackson, this is the ultimate question, will get a contract that would lead to the Ravens letting him walk? Either that or they're going to get a trade done. I I don't think Lamar Jackson's playing for the Ravens, and I think they've been resigned to that fact for a while, and I think they're ready to move on, to be quite honest with you. It's the same thing with the Packers. I think the Packers want... Aaron Rodgers to go to the Jets. Like this is something that they've like his trouble. He's too much trouble than he's worth. That's not the case with Lamar. I think it's the money more than anything. And what are we doing here? And it seems like he just he wants it and he's drawing this line in the sand. So I think they're ready. They resigned to the fact. That's why they made it this way. To hey, it's a peerless price situation back in the day, right? We'll do it this way, but someone's going to give us an offer anyway, so you don't have to get there. By the way, just for some housekeeping purposes, I did tweet out earlier, you guys were talking, Lamar represents himself, as you noted. So therefore, he is actually allowed to speak with other teams starting March 13th, whereas any player who doesn't represent himself and has an agent, only the agent can speak with the other teams for that negotiating period. Well, maybe he sees that as to his advantage. I don't know. Does he have to wait until the 13th or because that tag is on now, can he start soliciting contracts now? No? He has to wait to the 13th. The team can can feel trade offers. The Ravens can feel trade offers. He cannot. He is still under contract with the Ravens until March 15th. So he's like any other UFA, like Edmonds or anyone else, where he can't do any negotiating until March 13th. So... Just to be clear, so they don't have to just settle for a team giving him an offer and then not matching and taking two second-round picks. They can still trade him for four first-round picks today, right? That's correct, although the trade can't officially be executed until March 15th. They can agree to that deal. We would hear about it if it happened. Probably. LaShawn McCoy, McCoy. same thing. It happened, yeah, and then, bam, as soon as the new league year starts, it's official. Sal, thanks. You got it. All right, that's our man Sal Capaccio on the Western Hotline. His appearances are always brought to you by New York's only outlet, Liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? Time out for sports. Who wants to draft a tight end in the first round? Uh, 803-0550 is the number. Jackson, Daniel Jones, Aaron Rodgers. There's a lot of news. Mike Shope and the Bulldog. 5 o'clock, Eric Eager. 6.30, Sabres pregame here on WGR. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. 
Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.